WLRN edition 89 broadcasting in 3, 2, 1. I was born woman off my knees. I will stand for my liberation. Sisters rise again. I was born woman off my knees. I will stand for my liberation. Rise and rise again. Greetings and welcome to the 89th edition podcast of Women's Liberation Radio News for this Thursday, September the 7th, 2023. This is April No. Proud WLRN Canadian member for the past five years. I'm going to be relinquishing my monthly duties for WLRN and we are looking for someone with a passion for editing videos who would enjoy working with like-minded, totally excellent radical feminists to produce videos for our collective. If you have a penchant for editing, have access to a computer and good internet connection, please reach out with a letter of intent to info at wlrnmedia.com. One of my favorite things about WLRN is its commitment to women's culture and festivals. And that's what we are focusing this edition on. We are taking a look and reflecting upon Michigan women's music festivals, including Whippy, Big Mouth Girl, and Michigan Family Reunion. We'll hear an excerpt of an interview Emily and Thistle did with Lou Rosenblatt, a young detransitioning woman who came to festival for the first time this year. We'll also hear the sounds of a ukulele choir practice, some live music from a tent after the rain, and an exchange downtown in the market at Big Mouth Girl. The team at WLRN produces a monthly radio broadcast to break the sound barrier women are blocked by under the status quo rule of men. This blocking of women's discourse we see in all sectors of society, be they conservative, liberal, mainstream, progressive, or radical. The thread that runs through all of American politics, except for separatist feminism, is male dominance and entitlement in all spheres. Before we start today's edition with the World News segment, I have some exciting news of my own to share. Women's Rights Matter will be hosting the very first public women's speaking event with the hashtag Women Speak Out coming up in just two days from now in Ken Ross Park in Canada's capital, Ottawa, Ontario. The event will be held at 2 p.m. on September the 9th and you can contact the organizers at womensrightsmatter.ca for further details. Now over to Mary O'Neill with Women's News from around the globe for this Thursday, September the 7th, 2023. Take it away, Mary. Anton Lazaro, a well-known GOP donor, has been sentenced to 21 years in prison for engaging in various sex crimes, including enticing underage girls to engage in sexual acts. Lazaro, who is known for his donations to Republican causes, pleaded guilty to charges of sex trafficking and admitted his involvement in the exploitation of minors. The judge presiding over the case described the soulless, almost mechanical nature of Lazaro's actions and emphasized the importance of protecting vulnerable children. A recent study conducted by the universities of Birmingham and Exeter has found that female genital mutilation is a leading cause of death in countries where it's practiced, causing over 44,000 excess deaths of girls and women every year. 
The World Health Organization estimates that over 200 million girls and women around the world have been subjected to female genital mutilation and suffer lasting complications such as recurrent infections, bleeding, incontinence, painful sex, and infertility. In Manitoba, Canada, a trans-identified male powerlifter has set another national record. Anne Andres has won nine out of the 11 competitions that he has participated in over the last four years and now holds several records in the female division. In the United Kingdom, a teenage girl with autism was arrested by the West Yorkshire police after they accused her of homophobia. The police have been called to escort the girl home from a party, and as they were entering the house, the girl said that she thought one of the female officers was a lesbian like Nana Julie. The officer surrounded the girl who hid in a cupboard and arrested her. After 20 hours in custody, the girl was released on unconditional bail. At the Norwegian University of Science and Technology, a male student changed his sex in order to gain admission. To combat unequal sex distribution in certain programs, the university has a policy that gives women extra points when applying. This policy does not extend to programs lacking a sex imbalance. Norway has very lax gender ID laws, and the male student in question said that changing his gender marker was about as easy as changing his phone plan. The Faculty of Economics Dean will not follow up on the matter and said, What kind of gender the student has, and whether a student changes gender and why, we really have nothing to do with that. It is a private matter. Iranian authorities have detained several prominent women activists, sparking international concern over human rights violations. These arrests are part of a larger crackdown by the Iranian government on feminist movements, which have been gaining momentum the last year following the murder of Masa Amini, a 22-year-old woman who was arrested for wearing her veil too loosely and who died in police custody. Since her murder on September 16, 2022, nationwide protests have taken place. Iranian officials reacted swiftly and aggressively, arresting thousands of demonstrators. Several have already been executed or await execution. Following their win over England at the Women's World Cup, Spain's football team continues to stand beside their teammate, Jenny Hermoso, after Luis Rubiales, the president of the Royal Spanish Football Federation, grabbed and kissed her during the medal ceremony. FIFA suspended him from his post, but Rubiales maintains that the kiss was consensual. Hermoso denies this and says, Attitudes like this have been part of the national team's daily life for years. In the United States, the South Carolina Supreme Court has upheld a near-total abortion ban. The bench, made up of all men, reversed its previous decision made in January, which declared that the state's constitution privacy protections included abortion. The previous decision was delivered by the only woman on the bench, but she has since retired. Justice John Kittredge declared in the new decision, the legislature has made a policy determination that, at a certain point in the pregnancy, a woman's interest in autonomy and privacy does not outweigh the interest of the unborn child to live. Chief Justice Donald Beatty, the sole dissenting vote, wrote that this ban will essentially force an untold number of affected women to give birth without their consent. I am hard-pressed to think of a greater governmental intrusion by a political body. That concludes WLRN's World News segment for Thursday, September 7th. I'm Mary. Share your news stories, announcements, and tips with us by emailing info at womensliberationradionews.com and letting us know what's going on. Mothers and daughters, women born, women, and we gather in the light of the August moon. Amazon women and we're out in the woods and we heal by the light of the August moon. Powerful women, creative women, dancing in the light of the August moon. Girls and women in the Michigan woods and we love by the light of the August moon. Calling all my female friends, you come and gather in the place to be. Yeah, I'm talking about Michigan, don't you want to come home with me? Where 
was Nidra Johnson, longtime Mitch Fest performer and founder of Big Mouth Girl, Gathering on the Land, the festival that is said to be the most like Mitch Fest of all the festivals that have sprung up in Michigan since the cancellation of the 40-year-long festival called Mitch Fest. The song you just heard is one that she wrote in honor of Mitch Fest and is called August Moon. Next up, we'll hear excerpts of an interview Emily and Thistle did with Lou Rosenblatt, a young detransitioning woman who came to Michigan for the first time this year. My tent uh, or my canopy fell. It was held by one. Oh, pool, no. And everything got soaked. Oh, Both no. My shoes. This is your first year, right? It is, yeah. And it said it wasn't going to rain or tent. Right. I know, it but rains. it's the year of the water. It's the year of water, yeah. It had we, to happen. Here we are, and I'm with Emily. This is Thistle reporting from the woods. And I'm also with a very special guest, Lou. Hi, Lou. Hi, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So how did you find Michigan? Um, a couple years ago, I detransitioned. Um, I was looking for community. All my uh, roommates, you know, everyone was trans. There weren't any um, gay people. How old are you, Lou? I'm 22. I'm very young. Um, wow. So when did you start transition? Um, when I was um, 17. That was mm. my freshman year of college. Um, and, um, yeah, my enti- the entire class of lesbians in my freshman class transitioned basically wow. in that freshman year. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, there was no... Has this been studied by, like, a sociologist or a psychologist or something? Well, there's the rapid onset yeah. gender dysphoria thing, so I think it has been studied, but it's just very hush-hush, you know? Yeah, it's the like phenomena is Nobody hush-hush. wants to talk. You can tell that the, the professors... Um, they're a little weirded out by it, but they're all sort of walking on eggshells a little bit. Um, because, like, every, a couple times a year, someone will, you know, email them, by the way, I'm changing my name, and in, in two weeks I'm going to cut my tits off and I'm going to be away, so can I have an extension for my paper or something? Mm. Um, and the professors uh, feel pressured to yeah, give the extensions. Yeah. Wow. Um, otherwise, oh, you know, they get reported to Title IX. Um, that's what's happened with uh, with my women's rights professor, which is how I got into radical feminism and sort of followed that trail mm. into what I see as the light. Um, yeah, and the light of Michigan. <clears throat> the light of Michigan. It's so beautiful here. I've never been here before. You're from New Jersey. Okay, New Jersey. Yes, and so I I made a Tumblr account, which is a very 
It's a silly <laughs> platform, but um, there's a radical feminist presence on there. Sure. And um, I started documenting the effects of testosterone on the female body. And I was, um, um, what was I doing? I was uh, going through these studies and I'm not, a, I was a creative writing major, so I'm not a biology anything, but I have eyes, right? And I wanted to be able to break apart these studies, research every single definition so that everybody else could understand what was happening. Um, and it was really dark when I found out all of the things that happened, the extent to which you shorten your lifespan. Oh, um, how long were you on tea? <clears throat> I was only on tea for three months, very luckily. Oh, good. Um, yeah, you seem great. Yeah. Your body's going to recover. Oh, yeah. No, it's fine. You're, yeah. My voice got lower, and it took a long time to be able to sing again, which is one of the things... You don't think that it's taking something away from you. Morning, of the water. Did you? Oh my God! No <laughs> shit. And you're wearing blue. You look like a mermaid Woo! slithering up to our tent. <laughs> we actually didn't get wet personally, but there's a swimming pool of water under our tent. Oh, oh lovely. Yeah. Push, push it up and let it like flow. That seems like it seems, what else you're supposed you do? to do. What you're supposed to Q-tip it or something? I don't really know what that <laughs> what is. That? Does that mean like poking it? Which I'm gonna do now. Okay, see you around. Your pathway to Michigan it was through transitioning and then detransitioning and doing research. Tumblr? Yeah, you doing found Tumblr. Out about it on Tumblr. Yeah, I did. Um, or I found out about this one. I knew about Mishfest, but of course, much too late. Um, when I found out, it was canceled I, I was like what i just got here i just got mm, to this party. right um but there were some older radical feminists on um tumblr that were um saying if you're a younger person you got to go to um, mfr mfr yeah. which is interesting because i mean that's our marketing <laughs> right you know it's like <laughs> mfr is the younger fest and oh. then the land is the older fest is it really but no that's no. marketing you know yeah. i mean i think that's been like us creating our culture right and i think it's fine for us mm. to create our culture but let's do it intentionally mm -hmm. and i think mm -hmm. there was a record number of young women at the land this year mm -hmm. and there's only a hundred and may i <laughs> there's only 142 miles between the two right that's not a no. lot i've ridden my bike between the two really? camping yeah you have to have two weeks off okay so it takes a lot of logistical planning i mean a lot of patience mm. and you have to fill out an application and, you know, really feel the vibe of the village. Right. Um, and that hive mind and sort of give in to give and take. And mm -hmm. I don't know what we do here on the land, but you do it in between the two lands. Mm -hmm. And then it just expands Michigan. Right. Yes. You know, and the young women are able-bodied and can do the bike rides. Yes, you know, absolutely. And it's not that hard. It's like... 20, 30 miles a day. It's yeah, barely anything. Bike? And right. it's pretty flat. And, you know, you've got like a path along the shore of Lake oh, Michigan. Wow. And you can stop and jump in the big ocean, big blue. It's like, mm -hmm. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> okay, that was just a little infomercial for the bike ride uh, next year, yeah. 2024, between the land and MFR, which is where Lou is and I am and Emily is right now amongst women. The year of the water, and um, so now Lou bringing us back. You're here, and you. I 
did not realize you were 22. I thought you must be at least 25, 26, <laughs> yes. 28, even just because of all of the experiences that you've had. Yes. I like um, to say I've lived thoroughly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us, like, what was your life like growing up in New Jersey? Uh, it was sort of isolating. I had a twin sister. We were sort of comparing each other. It's, it was, it's very difficult to, um, to get away from that when you're a twin mm -hmm. and we're fraternal. So we're genetically very different. Um, but we reacted very differently. Um, and so out of the two of us, I was sort of the smaller or like sort of the more bookish, quieter person. And I was, I was negative. I was very sarcastic. I learned sarcasm basically in first grade because I was reading those Harry Potter books. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and I could not open my mouth without saying something, you know, horrible, very snarky. Mm. Oh, my um, gosh. Yes. Did um, your teachers love you? They loved me. <laughs> totally. But um, I, I definitely walked that line sometimes. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I would guess my... It was hard for me to experience joy in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I'd find it. I always had the sense that I was always going to be alone. Um, and sort of the smaller yeah. kind of, because you were comparing yourself to Absolutely. your sister, yeah. who was bigger, and, was bigger and, yeah. and also maybe more feminine. Yes. Or, oh, she was, um, okay, so you were very different. Yeah, well, sometimes I wonder, like, if my sister wasn't feminine would I be feminine like mm. I I think like what what led me to this point of being butch um and sometimes I'm like this is great I don't need to question it because I feel good in my body absolutely um and I don't want to you know wake up in the morning do all the makeup shit and um not that you have to, to be feminine but um there are a lot of variables that go into right. how you grow up and I want to keep all of those thoughts open sure mm -hmm. and you know if you start reading sheila Je jeffries oh, you'll lovely. realize mm -hmm. you can we can all move beyond butch femme and get outside of that and you know this thing in trans ideology is it's like find your authentic self yeah. find your authentic self by you know fixing mm -hmm. what's wrong with you well i feel like the feminist project is actually finding our authentic selves like yeah. with the capital s mm -hmm. like mary daly talks about and becoming big becoming mm. beautiful becoming you know in touch and the guiding force of humanity actually towards our evolution that could possibly save us you know i mean that's kind of a large vision but um <laughs> just getting beyond the the binary of butch femme Absolutely. which was created by <clears throat> patriarchy and totally be embracing our womanhood that you can wear a hoodie and be a woman you can put on mascara and be a woman wow. you can you know have big feet and be a woman mm. you can have small feet and be a woman like Absolutely. all of us are women and it unites us in a very special way and i think to choose one one like so-called opposite is to cut yourself off from mm. that other thing or to not it's just fully. another box. Yeah, it's just another box. Like I think that sometimes, you know, straight women or some people will look at me and think that I'm masculine. Mm. 
and I'm not like I dress the way I do, but like I'm sort of all woman. I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does that mean? No. I mean, Sheila might ask us that yeah, question. Yeah. You know, like I'm all. I, I mean, yes, well, you're all woman, the, adult, human, yeah, female. Yeah. But yet we do. Well, and mm. we have this exterior, right? Like we mm. dress, and we're we're performing. Mm, like right. there's there's some truth to what they say, and the you know that's why this, all of this is so confusing. It's like Kara Dansky even mm-hmm. in the beginning was like, oh yeah, transgender. It means that you're transgressing. Mm. You're breaking the the social norms mm. that are oppressive or whatever. Which obviously we know that yeah. that's not what's happening not what happened. but I mean I can understand how you know we are a tribal creature and we do perform for one another and we mm-hmm. communicate through drumming we communicate through our dress mm-hmm. we communicate you know how we present ourselves and I want that to be authentic mm. and how know? do you make a performance authentic mm. um you know, yeah, because you are a musician. Oh, true, true enough. That's sort of why I got into more into folk music with easy. Well, I hate to say easy, but simple chords because I think it gets back to storytelling. Mm. Um, and I mean, I could do a, try all the technical stuff in the world, and people could say that's impressive. But at the end of the day. Are they thinking about their life? Are they right. thinking about the people they've loved? Is it opening up your heart? Yes, mm. exactly. You know? Yeah, mm. that's the bottom line for me. And mm. I feel like Michigan is a place where we can open our hearts. Mm-hmm. And music is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? I've noticed that I, I play better here. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. I love that. It feels different when there's not men. Absolutely. Like when there's no men, I, I I mean, I think each woman experiences it in a different way, but it's a profound feeling of that you feel is different. You feel yeah. more relaxed, more yes. comfortable with your body, more comfortable with what you're saying and how mm. you're like. And it's easier to tap into that hive mind because everyone around you is like buzzing. You hear the laughter in the woods, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. even though you're not over there at that circle, it kind of carries through yes. the trees. And for me, like, Part of this community is the woods, Mm -hmm. is the land, is the place. And that, like, helps us to be our authentic selves. Yes. And let go. Um, And I wish that we could be doing it for three months in a row. But anyway, you should go to Whippy next year. I should. What uh, what month? You will love it. It's right before. Oh, perfect. Because... And then there's the bike ride. Mm -hmm. You go to Whippy for six days Uh of intensive studying with masterful musicians mm. can be taiko drumming mm-hmm. it could be i did world percussion wow and i got to do a little improv because i'm pretty good at making up things you know right, while yeah. i'm singing mm-hmm. and um then i also did the ukulele choir mm-hmm. with jory costello mm-hmm. from big bag gina and these are all professional musicians that you know make mu- they that's how they make their living mm-hmm. and they give lessons and they love women Renee Jansky, is that her name? Renee Jansky, I think. Um, she's a choir director down in Fayetteville for a lesbian choir. Mm-hmm. And she comes, she came mm-hmm. this year. So, yeah, I urge you and all women listening uh, mm-hmm. to check out Whippy mm-hmm. for next year. And the bike ride, if you want to go on the bike ride, mm-hmm. just contact me. It's pretty easy to find me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we can go make a make a tribe, make a hive, mm, make yes. you know, a village that goes mm. together and then 
I mean, I just really believe. Oh my gosh, we should play music. You should send the yeah, one. Yeah, totally. Okay, thank you. Oh, look at this beautiful guitar. Yeah, it's my baby. Oh my gosh. So nice. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, of yeah, course. Of oh, course. how lovely. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, cool. so now we're gonna hear Lou play a song, mm. and you can tell us a little bit about that song. Yes. So I will warn you. It's a little bit of a downer. It's bittersweet. Do mm -hmm. you mind that? Of course okay. not. I do not mind. So it's a song by Dar Williams. It's called If I Wrote You. It's about a relationship where one person where, um, where one person is making bad choices and you love them so much, mm. but you feel like you have to get away from them. Mm. And you want to say that you're grateful and I love you, but I can't do this anymore. Mm. And it's like sort of you know a bittersweet goodbye and I feel that a lot about that with all of my trans friends because mm -hmm. having been on the inside I feel a lot of tenderness for these people who are very you know just as complex um, as the rest of us and who are suffering um, and, and who being I manipulated help. yes being manipulated even as they're manipulating others um, mm -hmm. right and you want to help them but you also want to be okay in yourself, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Yeah. So I'm gonna pull it up right here. I only got a six percent, so let's see if it uh it stays. Uh whenever I'm Jewish and whenever I have a tiny bit of percentage left, I'm hoping it'll be like a Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> the oil six percent yes. that lasted ten <laughs> percent. I never thought you were letter writing type. So now I see the words you chose the way you write. So I started to write back about the trees in the snow. And I saw a bird couldn't say what it was, but I thought you know. You always surprised. And if I wrote you And if I wrote you You would know me And you would not write me again Flooded all the streams It's like how you got the night You told me all your dreams And when the barn roof sagged After an icy bow It's like how you shrugged When you knew the truth Was the only way out But not the only way Oh no And if I wrote you And if I wrote you You would know me And you would not write me again Sons, we never would drink 
to the chosen ones Well, you know, the way I went was not the way I planned But I thought the world needed love and a steady hand So I'm steady now, yeah And I'm so I had to tell you And I love you And you will not write me again You will not write me again with any of those friends at all or is it no really like that um i as much as i i love talking to everybody right like i'll i'll speak to anyone mm -hmm. um and i enjoy talking to everyone just to enjoy their perspectives and to ask a lot of questions but at the same time i don't like to feel lonely most people make me feel lonely oh um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You mean your friends that are still in the trans mindset Absolutely. make well, you feel lonely? When you're trans, you think that, well, if you detransitioned, you were never trans, right? That's mm -hmm. what the ideology right, says. Right, right. So there's very, very limited empathy built into this right? ideology. Oh, I know. If you're it's not trans anymore, harsh. they drop you. Yeah. I know, um, even doctors. Yes, even doctors. I've heard of people that are dying and can't even get the care that they need because yeah. of their beliefs. Um, oh my like, gosh, it's like, I mean, we've got this uh, Angela Wilde uh, flag up on our mm -hmm. tent that says, repeat after me, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance <laughs> is strength, trans women are women. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> The ministry of truth. Exactly. And, you know, it's just so, I'm it's, so sorry for your generation, yeah. you know? Yeah, me I too. Think, I think it is one of the most egregious things one of the biggest harms that i see happening to trans identified people mm -hmm. is the doctors that won't care for them when they want to detransition right when they're having complications when they're coming saying hey i'm having these symptoms why is that and mm -hmm. it's just like they and don't they have don't they don't know. know well but you need to i mean why. to me this is like the same as Nazi Germany, honestly. Mm. Just think about like what happened in those concentration camps and what those doctors were doing. It's just a medical, you know, experiment. medical yeah. experimentations, but it was torture too. It I was mean, it, this is this yeah. is, and 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 it's institutionalized and it's societal. It's mm. society wide. And who knew back in 2012 when I was first discovering this shit that this would happen? Like yeah. I did not predict it. I mean, no. I know maybe Janice Raymond did and Sheila Jeffries did, but. I did not see a whole class yes. of no. freshman girls saying yeah. they're trans. And then, I mean, it's like adults have let you down. Yeah, absolutely. How, do you, are you angry at, at the older generation? I absolutely was. Um, I was very angry when I detransitioned. And after mm. two years or so, like, I, I see a lot of detransitioners, you know, on Twitter and Tumblr. And they come out really strong because you wake up from this whole fever dream mm. thinking that you feeling like you've you're waking up underground like mm. oh my god what have i done not yeah, only what have i done what have i 
what have I said to people to make them believe in this ideology mm. too? Because we we were, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses mm -hmm. knocking on doors. I mean, I wasn't knocking on doors, but when you're trans, you feel sort of like your only true friends can be trans, which means that you want as many people to be trans as possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I had my, my ex, I met when I was 16 and that was my first kiss, first everything, who um, transitioned and I feel like if I could have taken some things back, I wonder if I could have stopped that person from transitioning. Mm. This um, is the regret that Sheila yeah. Jeffries predicted and talked about, you know, yeah. and that word regret is somewhat controversial amongst detransitioners yeah. and feminists. Mm. But uh, what was I saying? I know I was saying something about the... You were going to ask a question about feminists. Oh, feminists mm. and detransitioners, de because right. I think there's... I think thoughts are created. I think mm -hmm. the thought that MFR is for the younger women and the land is for the older women, I think that thought has created a real situation. No, that is so ridiculous. I think it's so... It has to be intergenerational. Well, Otherwise, it is, and it is, it is. That's what I'm saying, mm -hmm. is that we need to always be cautious and, mm -hmm. and be like, oh, well, that's a thought. That's not definitely, like, how it is. And even if it is, we can tweak yeah. it and yeah. change it. It's well, and, 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 like and feminism should be a home mm, for these yeah. women who are... Uh, we should be a home. Feminism should be a home and a refuge and a place mm -hmm. where we see our commonality. Mm -hmm. Because what brings us together is that pelvic floor. I mean, we all have the womb even if it's been disintegrated inside mm. of you because of <laughs> this practice yeah. you know that's mm -hmm. not coming from women this practice is is a patriarchal end of the world politics and practice that you know is aimed at total annihilation of women especially especially mm -hmm. disobedient women like lesbians yes. you know mm. um and and I think you, I want to welcome you into feminism. Thank Absolutely, 100%, and mm. not mistrust. Mm. No, and it really saved me. Feminism really saved me. It was the mm. theory. It wasn't even, you know, the women. I mean, I didn't meet any feminists until I got here. It was all in line, which was really crazy. You like, mean until you got here? Until I got here, here I, there Michigan. was never another radical this feminist. This time that you came to Michigan. Yes. Wow. Um, the only time welcome home, Michigan, sister. You, and I've never felt so normal. The first time. Yeah, the first time, but not the last. <laughs> um, and you've never felt so normal. No, well, I know, I always know I'm me. I always bring a little something of myself, but I do feel like I'm on the outside and because there are so few things like I can talk about or like I, there's this part of myself, you know, the online version of me. I've met three or four people who know my work on Tumblr and that's so gratifying to mm. know that it's not just online. It's, mm -hmm. it's pushing something yes. a little bit. Um, that's Taking so those online relationships into real life is, mm -hmm. is really profound because when it's just existing online, it is, it does leave you with that sense of loneliness. Yes. Do I exist? Do these people mm -hmm. exist? Are you real? Yeah. Maybe I am just talking to robots. Like, exactly. Yeah. And that yeah. disembodiment, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. of interacting with a screen and a machine and having that mediate your conversation yeah. where here we are in the mm -hmm. rain, mm -hmm. you can feel it. We. And experience it yeah and having women come up to you and be like hey your art impacted me yeah. i saw that on tumblr you right know, it's a awesome you might get that in a comment or something <laughs> yeah. somewhere right, but, but it's, it's not the no, same it's because it's more profound when yeah. you have someone in who's like oh like this is a real life like you know we were talking with 
the women from the Bleeders who are here, and I was mm. like, oh, I love your music. <laughs> I've only, like I have a CD, you know, that mm. my friend gave to me, and then you see them in person, and and I've had women say that about some of my street art too. Yeah, mm. cool, absolutely. But it's that real life connection when we come together and we're in each other's faces that mm-hmm. makes all the difference. It's it's like totally radical, revolutionary. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I just want to say it's been such a pleasure, Lou, to meet you, your young, bright mind. And um, thank you for coming over here and sharing some of your story. And um, I wish you many, many years of Michigan to come. And I look forward to seeing you on the trail. Oh, thank you. I'll be there. (laughs) Yeah, sister. This is Joe Brew, and I love listening to WLRN. That was Farron with her song Misty Mountain. I played this song during open mic at MFR this year, and if you were around to hear it, I hope you enjoyed it. Something that I'm finding as I age and learn and grow is that I continue to learn about myself that my opinions and feelings on potentially anything can evolve, grow, change, become more nuanced. This may be obvious to some of you, dear listeners, and while I'm certainly not surprised that I continue to evolve, and I hope to evolve and learn and continue to grow in my life, 
I am usually surprisingly delighted to find clarity in things that I thought I was sure of. This year was that kind of year at Fest for me. In years past, I thought that the simple act of being in women-only space was enough to satisfy the women-loving woman in me. I thought, as long as it's all women, it'll be a great fest. And generally, I do think anything exclusively female is better. However, this summer really helped me understand the reasons I go to fest and what I hope to get out of fest, so to speak. This probably goes without saying for many of us, but here I am saying it. I go to fest to escape patriarchy, in addition to being surrounded by women. The women I love to be surrounded by are also seeking a reprieve from the necromantic day-to-day of patriarchal society in the company of their sisters. That is to say, women who are truly conscious of men's thumb over literally every living thing he can dominate and exploit. If Area 51, which is definitely how I refer to the society we live in, if Area 51 encroaches on fest space by way of lowered consciousness among us, sisters, well then the call is coming from inside the house. And so this is what fest helped elucidate for me this year. I need women worship. Simple as that. Some listeners may take issue with my use of the word worship, but frankly, if you're attending one weekend event a year, the only way to counteract the other 362 days of male and phallus worship is with the exact opposite. It's not enough to pay lip service to sisterhood while continuing to perpetuate men's pervertedly artful execution of misogyny. Porn-soaked ideas of women's sexuality should be left at the gate. Every shitty sex-based insult you've ever heard should be left at the gate. Forget you know the word bitch. Be generous with women in a way that patriarchy fearfully discourages. There are women, I think, who would argue that these things are superficial. That somehow it doesn't matter the way we talk about ourselves and to each other? In a lot of ways, that argument to me just feels like the word prude being lobbed at second waivers who knew what was up. It feels anxiously third-wavy, as does seeing men at women's festivals. Talk about going without saying. I'm not even going to bother going into how problematic that is on our airwaves. You already know. Maybe part of the problem in the encroachment of Area 51 on women's space is the dearth of consciousness raising specifically dealing with women's liberation. I mean, are we (laughs) post-liberation? No, we are not post-liberation. Let's get positive. Ideally, women's festivals are heavy on women's spirituality. To me, that means an opening ceremony that acknowledges women's place and power in nature. It means music that highlights womanhood, women's relationships, women's perspective and sensibility, and not necessarily just from the stage. It means embracing women's physicality in all its forms. It means raising our voices together to sing to the goddess. And I acknowledge that goddess singing is not something that comes naturally to me. It's actually something I sort of force myself to do while I'm at Fest because it feeds my soul so thoroughly. I'm going to make a quick turn here, but stay with me because I promise there's a point coming. I believe in reincarnation. My spirituality is human-based, which is to say, I'm an atheist and I understand many positive messages in my Catholic upbringing as misguided versions of the concept of the unity. When Sister Winifred talked about being made in God's image and likeness and treating others as you'd like to be treated, that was the unity she was referring to. God or goddess is all of us and we are all connected. So when we do good for others or are even just kind to each other, that good brings us closer and raises our frequency just a little bit. Likewise in the other direction, so you can see how being shitty to others actually hurts ourselves 
as it disconnects us from each other and pulls our frequency down. The further we get from each other, the longer we have to be here on Earth, the longer we're removed from the unity. So for me, singing to the goddess is less about deity worship and more about recognizing and honoring the goddess within myself and all women. Usually it takes me some time to warm up to the practice, to get comfortable raising my voice to myself. There were years when I just laid in the grass nearby and listened to my sister singing, and it did my spirit so much good, even just passively participating as a listener. I did not get this opportunity this year, and it's been nagging at me since I got back a month ago. I mean, geez, I didn't even hear Amazon Women Rise this year. Yes, I could have formed a goddess singing circle myself, and maybe I will in the future. But honestly, I don't know the songs. I need to learn them. I need to be taught. This is part of consciousness raising, in my opinion. This brings me to the last thing I want to add regarding honoring and practicing women's spirituality. We need to continue looking to our elders for guidance. They built women's communities and festivals. They raised our consciousness. They showed us how to bring all kinds of women together peacefully, not without imperfections and gripes, but to acknowledge the goddess within all of us and create the small bit of unity they could away from those who only understand women as commodity. Let us not lose their guidance and wisdom and reverence in favor of the party and debauchery. Mitchfest was somehow able to balance both, and so can we if we want it. From across the femisphere, to women worldwide, worldwide, to women worldwide, radical feminist media, to break the sound barrier, break the sound barrier, break the sound barrier, break the sound barrier, radical feminist media, to break the sound barrier. This is your grassroots, 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 grassroots community radio station. This is your radio station. Women's Liberation Radio News. Hey, it's Thistle. I'm excited to share some very special clips with you from the Michigan festivals I attended this summer of 2023. I went to Big Mouth Girl and Whippy on the Land, where the Michigan Women's Music Festival used to be, and then I went to MFR, or the Michigan Family Reunion run by Dawn Smith, on a pine tree farm about 142 miles from the land. The two festivals and one band camp that I attended are acorns from the mother oak tree that sits at the center of the land where the original Michigan Women's Music Festival took place every August. Lisa Vogel, a founding creator of Mishfest in 1976, told us in 2015, at the very last fest, that we should take acorns from the land to plant the seeds for new festivals and to continue the journey of building women's culture and community. Mishfest happened every August for 40 years before lesbian hating and misogynistic activism became so strong that it was discontinued. But the power of the women and the land is also strong and it never was completely uprooted. Plant our seeds we did, even that very next summer in Michigan, and eventually those acorns became multiple festivals and gatherings on the land. It also became the Michigan Family Reunion, among other women's festivals in Michigan. Michigan. Back in the day, many women in the know just referred to the festival as that. Michigan. The place where women from all over the country and world would gather once a year in August 
in the thousands and sometimes even in the tens of thousands during Mishfest's heyday. This first clip I'm going to weave into this episode's sound collage is from The Land in 2023. It is of a group of women at Big Mouth Girl who had stepped into our living room tent, WLRN set up along Old Workshop Way. I played a couple of songs in that tent to a very enthusiastic audience. These songs express the dream I hold dear and have brought to life twice over the past three summers of women coming together in a bicycle village to ride between the festivals to strengthen our courage and discipline, to have fun, and to build intentional community and culture. Enjoy this clip. A much better recording of the songs is yet to come in the future. So stay tuned. So we're in the turf tent. Oh <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. Big Mouth Girl 2023. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Ow, ow! And um, when I say turf tent, I mean <laughs> women who understand that that's a nonsense term mm -hmm. and that we need to <laughs> have free speech in our society mm -hmm. and a pluralistic society where there's mm. civil dialogue. And yeah. um, I also in this song throw in bicycle transportation and climate change and how that's a uni uniting factor in all of this as well. Or should be. And, um, you know, so I hope you enjoy this song. Here we go. I got a pocket full of turf collective stickers and I'm riding my bike through the city. I look up and see power lines and cars, but also the flowers so pretty. <laughs> Yesterday it was 90, today it's 45 The fronts keep rolling in And from the seat of my bicycle sisters I tell ya, it's starting to look rather grim But I will ride on To see what I see I will ride on your mind at ease. I was sighted with a hate crime for putting up stickers like these. <laughs> but don't worry sisters, I know how to move like the breeze. <laughs> you just keep paddling forward and Puts your mind at ease Oh, but I don't mean to say It gets easier as you go along No matter how you play Something easily could go very terribly wrong And it does 
just next year. I want This is a vision for the bike ride. It's called Turvin Queen. And it's about coming out as a turf and that is and, so and, and about Michigan. Mm. And that about is... Michigan and about building that community in the bicycle village mm. because I've already done it twice now where I ride one hundred and forty two miles from here. I don't know shit about riding bikes that long but, it's but you'll so help easy with that because part, there's right? the village. There's oh, the yeah, village. Sister. It's 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 a group thing, you know. So you don't have to know bike mechanics. You don't have to be an athlete. I got you. I got you. You know, because <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm a turf and I'm physically active. And, and, I could and, probably and ride a bike. This yeah. song, kind of like the last song, is about being proud, yeah. as opposed to hiding and away and just getting mad and feeling isolated and alone, which they do that to us. Yeah. Understanding that that's being done to us rather than thinking that I deserve this, I am a bad person, you know, stuff like that. So just listen to this and then consider becoming a turban queen. Who's <laughs> big? My turban
with honor I do the same Oh, sacred Michigan What a great memory. That was Alice from Cleveland, whooping it up with all the gals in the tent. Hi Alice, if you're listening. And a bag of potato chips crumpling at the beginning of the second song. Ah, the ambient sounds of Michigan in the summertime. Shifting gears, I will now describe what Whippy is before playing you a clip of an ukulele choir rehearsal. Whippy stands for Women Playing Instruments a band camp for women interested in performance and music run by Lori Jarski of Broughton Music and Arts Center in Kalamazoo and her partner, Lynn Bielecki. If you sign up, you get to do workshops with professional musicians all week and then perform what you've worked on from the main stage for an audience of other performers, instructors, and fans. It was both fulfilling and exciting to be part of the ukulele choir with Jory Costello and Renee Jansky of the band Big Bad Gina. Jory runs her own radio show called Go, Sista, Go, that features some of the best female musicians from Michigan and beyond. It was truly a pleasure to take part in her workshop and then to perform the songs we worked up as an ukulele choir on the last day. The following is a clip of us rehearsing. What you will hear is about 15 women setting up outside in the shade of a canopy tent with their music, instruments and methods of keeping the wind from blowing their music away. You'll hear our banter and then we finally begin a rehearsal of the song All Days Always by Deidre McCullough. Good morning, Linda. How's it going? I'm sorry. Oh, I understand. And I was in the middle of what but I got fed. So there you go. I knew you get a good turnout? Yes, it was very lovely at the turf tent. Ignited conversation that where you see sparks fly and um, lots of women liberating themselves. Wow. Okay. So that's that. All the kind of it's good, Karen. It's good to check it. Yeah, it's just whatever. If you follow the arrows, there may be a woman in there willing to ignite a conversation with you and have some sparks fly. You, Lucia, Lucia. I don't know. I need to learn how to do that. I was on radar. About Lucia. Lucia. Oh, right. Okay. You mean the whole trans thing, right? Could I please have some tape? Does somebody have any tape? I have some right to the right of you. 
I cannot wait to play music and not talk about the trans thing. I need help. I, when I pass through Madison, oh, okay. we have Lucia for a very limited time. So, because we talk about it all the time. As soon as we get tuned up and uh, go through this, the better. I mean, we don't talk about it all the time. That's part of. Well, yes and no. Yes, I do. It depends on the context. If, if somebody's calling me a turd and a in a you know derogatory way, then I'm not gonna. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. It is a slur, you know, just like bitch is a slur. Thank you. I needed a base to go up or down. I'm sorry. Hi, Stray. Welcome to the
much we surely do know The work ahead won't be easier We've got a long way to go But as we journey down this road We will not The last clip I want to play features me in the marketplace at the music store where they had several varieties of ukuleles for sale. Lynn, one of the organizers of Whippy, happened to be there that day and sold me my first ukulele. Take a listen to our exchange and to my stroll over to the main stage where the female fusion orchestra was rehearsing. I'm like, I need energy healing. Oh, there are some energy workers in the marketplace yeah. too? Yeah. But right now we are at the music store and you're tuning an ukulele. Um, and I am shopping for ukuleles. So what can you tell us about the one that you are playing right now or you're tuning? Yes. This one, made by Kala, is an excellent. It's made with the Mercati wood. The thing I like about it is the, uh, the price point. Because you get a concert body with electronics, built-in tuner, for $100. Nice. And concert body, meaning this is something you can play a show with. It's a professional instrument. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one, because it plugs in, you can do a show with plugging in. Because a lot of times when, when you have to do a microphone, you know, sometimes you yeah, don't get the sound as properly. But this way you plug it in and you're, you've got Do you use a quarter-inch cable? Yep. Same oh, nice. Like yeah. the same yeah. cable you would use with, with a yep. guitar. Because it, has it already thing. has that. Yep. And then is you just tie around here. If you get a standard uke without the button, um, you have to go with the kind that goes through the hole. So they're not yeah. quite, they're still supportive, but they don't, you can't. In the ukulele choir that I joined here with Jory, the, our instructor, um, they all of those ukuleles have the notes on the neck there to help you know what to tune to. Do you have any of those little stickers for you know, that's, an ukulele? That's, that's or interesting, but then you're visualizing it rather than mentally. But, Remembering. But right. if you do an acronym. What's the acronym? This is my favorite just because I know it. It's, it's a certain age, so George Clooney eats apples. George Clooney eats apples. There you go. If you <laughs> not say a male's name, good children eat apples. But children eat apples. Okay, well, this has been a very musical experience. And in the background, we can hear the band rehearsing. And what's the name of this band rehearsing This here? is the uh, Female Fusion Orchestra. So they have a whole string section. Yeah. I'm gonna just it's take it a little. Quartet, and then is the, the main, and then everybody else. You can go up there. Oh really? Well, yeah. this is amazing. Lori is co-organizer with you of yeah. the Whippy Festival. Yeah. Um, fantastic. I'm gonna just take it over there, and I'll be back.
are young women and older women and a real diversity of instruments, a lot of strings, horns, percussion, drums, the fusion orchestra, someone's playing clarinet. I'm gonna go back to the music shop and try out an ukulele that I will eventually purchase. And purchase that uke I did. Thanks to Lynn for the sisterly customer service and instruction. Michigan is an important and vital homeland for women from all walks of life and from around the world. I encourage all of our listeners to consider going next year to one or multiple festivals offered. As a tip, be sure to learn if the festival you are interested in allows men or not. Those that advertise that they are, quote, gender inclusive or affirming of all genders are open to men. It is sad, but one of the compromises made in order for the We Want the Land Coalition to please as many sisters as possible and to not get attacked by misogynistic activists like Mishfest was in the past, was to include men at those festivals run by women who want to include men. Though I wish they would take a stand for women-only space throughout the season at every festival, for now, this is where they are at. And also a word of caution, even at the women-only festivals, there are sisters who believe in trans ideology. So what can you do? I absolutely don't think the solution is to wait until WWTLC takes a strong stand against men coming onto the land. Get involved, show up, have a conversation. The best way to make change is to be there to make it. So much of our collective culture in Herstory at Fest and in Area 51 has happened because of the women who came before us, who co-created their dreams together on the land. What happens on the land influences and changes what happens off the land too. Let's build an army of sisters riding bikes between these historic festivals to expand the reach of Michigan into our daily lives and dreams, whether we are on or off the land. See you again next year, sisters. Spinning and weaving matriarchy together in groups is so much more fun than just going along to get along in the boring status quo. Hopefully 2024 is another bike ride year. Let's make it happen. Thanks for listening to WLRN's 89th edition podcast on Michigan Women's Music and Arts Festivals 2023. WLRN would like to thank our guest this month for sharing her thoughts with us on a rainy day in the WLRN tent. Thank you so much, Lou, for speaking with us and for sharing your song. Until next time, this is Thistle signing off on another WLRN podcast. If you like what you are hearing and would like to donate to the cause of Feminist Community Radio, please visit our WordPress site and click on the Donate button. Check out our merch tab to get a nice gift in exchange for your donation. And if you are thinking about joining our team, you're in luck, because my monthly duties just came up for grabs. If you enjoy editing videos, have access to a computer, and good internet connection, 
please send along a letter of interest to info at wlrnmedia.com. This is April No, signing off for now. And I'm Emily. Thanks for tuning in. I'm excited to announce that I will be attending WDI USA's convention in San Francisco this month as a panelist and on-the-ground reporter for WLRN. Our show in October will be a digest and reflection on my experiences at the convention. Our handcrafted podcasts always come out the first Thursday of the month, so look for it on Thursday, October 5th. If you'd like to receive our newsletter that notifies you when each podcast, music show, and interviews are being released, please sign up for our newsletter on the WLRN WordPress site. Stay strong in the struggle, and thanks for listening. This is Jenna signing off on another edition of WLRN's monthly handcrafted podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Spinster, Overit, and SoundCloud, in addition to our WordPress site. Thanks for listening. And this is Mary. Our monthly podcasts are always crafted with tender love and care and in solidarity with women worldwide. Thanks for your support. We'd love to hear from you, so please share, like, and comment widely. But how will we find our way out of this? What is the antidote for the patriarchal kiss? shown and then after that where is home